This is Sports Cutting Edge for ASTN, the Australian Sports Technologies Network. Here's your host, Lockie Wills. I'm delighted to welcome to the show now the CEO of E-Train U, Paul Hoon. Now, E-Train U, a magnificent Brisbane-based business, a global leader now in online training, e-learning and business solutions. And they're specifically working in the spaces of disability, aged care, hospitality, retail, business, leadership, mining and construction, and they're doing beautifully in sport as well. They're global, millions of users across the world. A fantastic story of a Queensland business strutting itself on the world stage. And Paul Hearn himself, an engineer by profession, he's been with eTrainU from day one of the company for the past 18 years, the CEO since 2016. Prior to that, he was the sales boss. He was formerly general manager of some total, Australia and New Zealand, and sales director with Yomstar. Paul, welcome to the show. Great to, to be here. Really appreciate having the time. Oh, mate, it's wonderful to have you on. And as I say, you know, you've been there from day one and you're a great Queensland business and you're a real sort of trailblazer in the digital technology and being able to capture an audience, to engage an audience and to create greater knowledge for an audience online. I mean, now it's becoming more commonplace, but you be, you guys have been doing this for a very long time. Can you tell us about, you know, your first day on the job at E-Train U 18 years ago? Can you reflect back on that, Paul? Take us back to that and, and we'll reflect on how far you've come. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the business has changed quite a bit since the, since the early days. We were um, originally trying to solve a problem uh, around educating hospitality staff. And um, and so you know, getting hospitality staff together around you know, split shifts and um, you know just general life uh, was really difficult. So we saw a need um, uh, way back when to kind of digitise this process. We were already um, delivering the training face to face. It was fantastic training, and so we we started off building the platform to really streamline the process and kind of make it easier for those staff to to log in at any point in time. And, um, and carry out the training, but more importantly, um, for the business owners of those um, uh, nightclubs and pubs uh, to be able to keep records, so they had best practice around their education. Uh, they wanted to make sure they were compliant, so they were, they were sort of banging the compliance drum well before there was a need for compliance, and kind of you know best practice in hospitality um, way back when. And so um, yeah, so the organisation was really built off the, the need to solve a problem. For both the user and the uh, and the business as well, and so you know we, we we started building the platform to to solve that problem. And can you tell us the way in which you've been able to take that sort of genesis concept and expand? I mean, you've been able to expand. I mean, you're doing such a diverse range of things. You're still in hospitality, aged care, disability, mining, construction, and of course sport, where we're, we're particularly interested at ASTM. But uh, can you tell us the way you've been able to diversify? And, and break out of that original box and be able to really capitalize on what you're doing. Yeah, I think um, the, the the problem in in education is is similar and it, and it flows in themes, uh, sector by sector. Um, there's unique challenges in all, obviously, because the um, the individuals or users that you're educating are all very different. You know, you can have you know, the, the the youth sports organisations, and you can have um, you know in the early days we were doing a lot of um, Elderly people who were working in bowls clubs, um, yeah, delivering uh, responsible service to alcohol. So, the user 
types change quite a bit. And, mm. um, you know, and I guess our success has really been um, attributed to the fact that we're, we're listening to the um, organisations and help steering them to make sure that, uh, that we're sort of putting in place best practice education and um, recording that in a way where the compliance um, uh, records are being kept. Um, mm. And then through the studio that we have uh, in-house is we're developing more and more content, you know, custom built sector by sector and organisation by organisation. So, um, yes, whilst we're not a subject matter expert in, you know, some of the sectors that we work in, we work with our partners who are the subject matter experts. We mm-hmm. certainly feel like we're subject matter experts in um, e-learning design and delivery and, mm-hmm. and assessment. So, um, yeah, we, we, we work in partnerships with our um, you know, trusted uh, uh, partners around the country and, and internationally and, and really just connect the dots um, using the technology and the, and the, um, and the education to, to deliver the solution. We might get into the tech shortly. I mean, knowledge is power, and the fact that you are enabling and empowering so many people across such a variety of sectors across the globe is all credit to you. Hey, I'm interested in what you're doing in the disability space, you know, and you're, you're a great Queensland business, and I've been very fortunate to sort of see behind the scenes a bit what Down Syndrome Queensland do, Cassandra, Lily, Andrew, and, and Martha and the team there in Brizzy. Um, just tremendously impactful work they do. How are you able to help play a role in, in what is you know, a really uh, a vital part of the community? Yeah, absolutely. I think everything for us comes back to our vision, and our vision is to build exceptional communities through education. And yeah. um, for us, we've always been really passionate about the, the sector, um, just through you know, life experiences with, with our team um, and their families. And so we we really... Um, we, we think about the end user being the person that receives the care and that's that's the community we want to influence um the only way we could influence that person's life was to uh really try and improve the the people who give the care and so mm. we we work a lot with the disability service providers and support workers you know there's some amazing um, organizations and um and individuals right around the country um delivering that level of care and um and we felt like there was a really big gap in the market where you know, it was shifting so quickly with the NDIS rolling out. Um, there was not a lot of quality education. It was certainly not yeah. in one place. And so um, we partnered with the National Disability Services, the big body for um, disability service providers, to really, you know, build and curate, you know, world-class library of assets uh, and make it really easy for organisations to come on board and, and educate their staff and... and um, and build capacity in, in their individuals so that the level of care that was was provided to the person who needed the care was higher and and that's really what we've been focused on and that's what we focus on in every sector that we participate in but um yeah there's some really great stories coming out where um uh the support workers you know they're they're, they're changing lives you know, mm-hmm. they're really changing lives and that that's what really you know gets us up and going every day is is the ability for them to be able to do their job better Hundred percent, mate. That's terrific. Hey, um, now what about in sport? What, what what sort of got you down the avenue of sport? And you can can you tell us a bit about your array of sports options and products? Yeah, yeah uh, sport. I mean, I think every Aussie is passionate <laughs> about every sport. Um, we often um, joke with our colleagues over in the US about you know, they always ask what sport do you play, and we say, well, we play all of them. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's the Aussie way: is you play every sport and. 
Uh, so you kind of, you know, you can kind of be okay at every sport. Um, you mm. can be good at some sports, and and some people are fortunate enough to be elite at, at some sports as well. We we um, again back to our vision. Really wanted to impact community, and um, there's a you know we, we've been really focused on the grassroots of sports uh, forever. We tend not to focus at elite. Um, we feel like elite is the is the outcome of grassroots um, sports. Yeah. You know, over many years. And so we felt that we could um, create a better community through making sure that there was, there was the right education support for, you know, coaches, referees or administrators, um, club officials, um, volunteers, uh, players and parents. And so, you know, we've been really focused on, the, on all personas of sport um, for a long time. Um, we were fortunate uh, our first um, foray into sport was with uh, you know, what is now the NRL. And, um, you know, impacted a lot of people who love rugby league and, you know, we're from Queensland, so we're rugby league mad, um, you know, proud Cowboys supporter. And um, so we, uh, yeah, so we, we sort of started in sport and then we, we sort of realised again the themes are the same, um, the rules were different. And so we started moving across, you know, sport by sport. Um, we kind of have a, 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 a vision that, you know, good solutions, are, are, you know, built on great ecosystems of technology. Um, you know, our team are constantly thinking about how we make the life of a volunteer um, out supporting community sport easier. And so we like to solve the technology problems around that. And we like to, um, you know, build the solutions in a way that ultimately the sports can, um, in a sense, commercialize their education outside of their membership. You know, we try not to commercialize it inside their membership. We try and create it that opportunity to commercialize outside of the membership and that's then funds the sport so it's kind of like how do you how, how do you grow a grassroots organization we well, you do it from the ground up and so yeah. um all of our sporting organizations that we work with are you know considered partners of ours and um you know our, our goal is to kind of expand their reach outside of their footprint in australia or outside their footprint of their state uh, or outside the footprint of their club and so uh, and that's what we do we um we've got a uh, you know, we've got a product that can be um, delivered in any country in any language. And so um, we're, we're now, you know, we're expanding cross borders and internationally and kind of working through the federated structures and the inter international federated structures. And, and we want to continue to do that because ultimately we think um, if we can use the language of the sport and it doesn't matter if that's rugby league or tennis or swimming or lifesaving, really doesn't matter if we can use the language of what they're passionate with at the time and then build a better community through adding additional content around you know, nutrition, mental health awareness, um, you know, domestic violence, budgeting, like some of these basic things that I don't know that don't get taught in schools, then, you know, we can really create a, a fantastic community and the impact that that has uh, based on the sporting organizations, you know, kind of vision is, um, yeah. is immensely powerful. And you start thinking about that on a global scale, and it becomes you know really powerful and so um that message is really you know coming through strong with our partners and um and we're all on the same journey the same vision and so you know we, we'd like to think that we could um build solutions you know you know globally sport by sport i think uh we were just looking the other day our, our customers in australia represent five million participants in australia um so that's that's a lot of people that we can you know change lives with um a little bit bigger in the us these days and it's it's growing and so um yeah we're we're, we're really um if you think about you know uh, 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 and now i've got young kids 
you think about kids as they move from kind of you know, primary school into secondary school and, and that time, like, you know, we, we've got the Olympics in Brisbane in 2032. Like in 10 years, we can really make a difference in the community. And so that's kind of what we're focused on is blending the best education with the passion of the sport that they uh, they play and and um, hopefully create a few better humans along the way. Absolutely. And and how do you – tell us how much strategy goes into it, like identifying those areas, as you spoke of there, mental health awareness, domestic violence, budgeting, those, you know, very tangible, important things, you know. Um, how do you go about sort of identifying, all right, what are the areas we're going to talk about and educate in? And then also the way you craft the content. Can you give us an insight into that behind the scenes? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um, – I mean, we – we think about it a lot, um, we, we, and we we talk about it with our partners a lot as well. Um, the nice thing is, is that some of these soft skills that seem so common sense that really aren't taught or learnt um, are applicable across sector. And so, um, you know, some of the mental health awareness is really, you know, is really we're really passionate about that across all of our verticals. And so, and, we, and that's the way we think. Um, same same with you know, inclusion and DEI and a number of other things so um yeah we're, we're really i mean we're, we're, our team's really just thinking constantly about well what would we be doing if we could create better humans in our own families mm. and just doing it with a very large family globally and um um you know we work we work with um you know, experts in 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 their fields um really interesting in the u.s um number of the government agencies are really connected into the solution and what we're trying to do. And they, they really are getting on board with that. Um, and so, yeah, it's really neat to start thinking about how kind of government's trying to um, impact change um, and working together around the, um, the reach that we've, we've got with, you know, uh, engaged um, uh, people in sport and, and other sectors. And so, yeah, it's not, it's not really from one place and, you know, I don't, we'll never stop. Um, it's uh, it's something that we'll constantly work on, and we'll contextualise and localise in in kind of each country and each sport. But right. um, yeah, it's amazing. You, you only need to have a few conversations, you know, each week, and and you find more and more passionate people who kind of want to come on the journey as well. So um, we're we're all, always um, you know, open to listen um, to to other people's perspectives, and there's there's a lot of perspectives domestically and and there's a lot internationally as well but um yeah there's uh there's a there's a great team around us we've actually we've been investing in like product product people as well who are really thinking about you know verticals uh, we've we've got um you know really great guys joined us um from the nrl um you know been really the the backbone of their kind of coach education solution for a long time he's, he's kind of been doing it in one sport and he's now seeing it across like 25 sports now and so we're <laughs> we're thinking about that at a much larger scale and you know, the themes are there. So we're, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're pretty excited about it, to be honest. Well, well, you should be. And in terms of the way, you know, for the people listening that, you know, spent their years at university, you obviously studied engineering, very dense, very sort of uh, heavy content. Um, like, how do you sort of create the content that's going to engage that audience that potentially haven't been to uni, maybe didn't finish high school. Um, how can you make it relatable, engaging, and get people, you know, involved? Yeah, um, look, I think I think there's not one way that everyone learns, um, but there's certainly, you know, we've we've seen over the years a lot of organisations say, you know, we we do online learning, um, and they really have PDFs, 
on the <laughs> website, right? And, and sure, at a stretch, you could maybe call that online learning, but I don't think you get the cut through. Um, you certainly don't get the retention of knowledge. I don't think you inspire people. And so, you know, the, the studios teams, um, um, you know, goal consistently is how do we transfer knowledge um, digitally in a way that is engaging and we can get that high retention. And so, um, you know, we've got instructional designers, we've got people who, you know, uh, expert in their field who constantly think about that and, and they're, they're building that in and we're iterating as well. You don't build something once and it, you know, it's kind of like a forever product. Um, you're constantly learning as people use your products and, and learn from it and you, uh, you iterate it and you improve it. And so um, it becomes like a, a, our key with all organizations is ultimately to create learning culture. And, and so I don't think you can create learning culture serving PDFs on a website. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I think human behaviors are changing as well as kind of social media trends change and the way that we, uh, we consume um, you know, digital assets. So we've got to like blend the way that the consumers are going with the way that we believe that education needs to be transferred. And um, yeah, we build that in-house and, and we work with a lot of uh, content partners as well who are experts in their in their uh, fields. And so we, we can both you know, develop or we curate content from around the world and, and deliver that as well. So, um, but we have a fairly high standard that we operate within and um, we don't compromise. So um, um, our, our process for organizations that we partner with to be a partner is at a very high level. And it's good for both of us. You know, we kind of keep challenging each other and um and good partnerships work in that way so um but yeah it's a, it's a, it's a, it's iterative and it's um that'll never stop either i love it I, um and in terms of you said earlier about the ways that you can help create a commercial property for a client for a business partner so not within their membership but external from that can you talk us through the commercialization yeah absolutely um you know i'm really um um, focused on making sure that one, the education is sustainable inside any organization. You know, we typically don't like being a cost center. Um, we'd like to ultimately become a partner and be cost neutral or a profit center. Um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of what we're seeing is, um, organizations that have, you know, we've developed, um, you know, world-class learning for them yeah. and they're delivering it to their membership. And we're saying, well, what about if we can take that outside and we put it in our marketplace and we, you know, we sell it under license and it means that other organizations can pick up from the the investment that one of our other organizations has made and, yeah. you know, buy that asset on a one-off, you know, once uh, once used or uh, one user um, fee or, um, you know, they could buy it for, you know, 100,000 users or 4 million users. So it's yeah. it's actually, the, that's, that's where it gets really, you know, fantastic. We... Um, we, we constantly have to pinch ourselves because our user numbers are kind of quite large. You know, we, I think today we've signed, um, uh, I think five new customers. Some have 10 staff, some have, uh, you know, kind of 20 staff, but one had 38,000 in their organization. So, and, and so, you know, that's where the reach gets really interesting and, right. um, and the scale. And so you, you think about the way that you um, educate people at scale differently when you know when you're educating 10 people versus you're educating 38,000 people and so um yeah so for us that's a that's a that's a continuous challenge and um our, our partners we um you know we can help pick up um you know we kind of plug in and out as they need but we um 
you know, we've got the studio, we've got the platform, um, we have a sales and marketing engine that work with our partners, and we have a, a you know global view of of um, opportunity. And so that, that's what we do. Um, and you know, people can buy the products online as they wish as well from our marketplaces. And um, yeah. but more importantly, they can they can solve a problem for themselves really quickly. Well, gee, I got you on a good day, Paul. You got five new clients, including one with thirty-eight thousand people. So this is a good day to talk to you. Um, and I encourage people to jump on etrainu.com. Etrainu.com. So e and then train and then the letter U. So etrainu, all one word. dot com. Jump online and check it out. I mean, join the millions of people that are already there. Hey, Paul, um, in terms of the tech, you know, obviously tech so rapidly evolving. Um, how has that helped you with your business as you continue to expand, as the tech continues to expand? Yeah. Um, you know, tech is our business. Um, you know, we're a, we're, we're, a, we're a tech company and um, we, uh, you know, we're uh, fortunate or unfortunate, um, you might say, we, we don't see people. Uh, we, we see customers. We don't see the end users typically, and that's um, that's always a, a difficult thing to make sure that you know our team is understanding who our end users are and who our customers are, because we don't see them. Like if you're training face to face, you see them. You see them turn up. You see them smile. You see how they're engaged. Um, with us, everything's online, and so it's kind of reading the digital um, story behind everything. So you know, for us, tech is ever evolving. I think the consumer behaviours are evolving very fast um but tech allows us to to you know expand at scale uh and real scale so you know we we don't um we don't kind of shy away from the volume um you know there's there's very few companies in australia that have more than a hundred thousand employees and so you know we've got a number of customers you know we've got a new partner in the in the u.s that has a four million person reach and it's I think, um, I think the U.S. Department of Defense might be the largest employer in the world with three point something million. So, you know, we kind of have this this thought about how we can solve problems, kind of in a like a in a, a very large scale, but still contextualize it state by state or club by club. And and you know, at tech, you know, making sure that we we have that configurability in the tech allows there to be a little bit of choice and control, mm. so that the outcomes can be delivered. You know, we don't we don't going to turn on a solution nationally and it's that's how it works right everyone works the same way it works differently state by state and there's different priorities and visions state by state as well and and um so yeah for us it's the, the tech is the ability to scale but the ability to have configurability so that there is still kind of like a so it's almost like a boutique solution but it but at you know scale and so um that's why we can onboard a customer with five staff and we can onboard a customer with five hundred thousand. Um, so yeah. You know, for us, it's um, uh, it, 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 if you're not if you're not solving it at a tech level, you're not solving it with you know integrations and partnerships with other other tech companies and solving the broader ecosystem problem. Then you you're probably going to get a little bit left behind because you're only solving one part of the problem. Um, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that global expansion. I mean, it's fine. When we first connected a few weeks ago, you were in the USA. I know in a couple of weeks' time, you'll be back in the USA. Um, you've been something like six, seven trips in the last 13 months. So you, you're killing it in America. Congratulations for that. Like, Can you tell us about your global expansion, Paul? Yeah, we, we've been really focused um, um, on the US market, North American market. Um, 
we, we've kind of got some great partners around the world and so you know opportunities are coming to us around the world as well so we've, we've got you know new customers in Europe and um, but you know really for us um, whilst you know we're growing really rapidly um, we're also doing it um, um, in a very focused manner you know I think it's I think organizations can try and do too many things and um, you know the biggest lesson that we learned was to say no and and so we've said no more than we've said yes and that's allowed us to kind of do all the right um deals with with our partners and and deliver the right solutions and not kind of get hung up in all the ones that are that don't fit and and so um we we we've been working with um a couple of organizations with around integrity um uh, globally for the last uh, i think five years now with the um pga and lpga tour we deliver solutions in i think something like nine languages for them uh, with a really great partner in uh, out of london called genius sports who actually um now us listed um but we also um uh, in 2020 we wanted to really test at scale our solution and so we we um we've got a really great partner in the us uh, by the name of stack sports and they had a, a customer they needed a, a a problem solved for in education we worked together through COVID, we actually uh, migrated some 10 million records or something um, off a previous platform and built it into our platform, built the integrations and kind of digitized the whole process and did it all remotely without ever having met, you know, our American counterparts and, and solved the problem. And so they, you know, we kicked off with 100,000 people. And um, and so, you know, we, we you learn a lot of lessons along the way, um, wow. a lot of late nights and a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of, like frustrating moments for us all, but you, you know, you're trying to understand it. And you're trying to, you know, you're trying to really immerse yourself into the culture as well. And, um, and so that project was really successful and, and that kind of allowed us to then, you know, work with the largest you know, grassroots sporting organization in the world being us uh, youth soccer. Um, and so we, we've, uh, we've actually launched the us youth soccer university um, earlier this year in Philadelphia and um, at the, at the, at the coaching convention and, and um and yeah i'm back over in a few weeks with our customer the uh the american youth soccer organization who was kind of like our first at scale customer in the us and um congrats you know. mate that's a huge one yeah look, Gee, that's a big client yeah yeah and it's really um you know there's kind of like an extra level um in in the federated structure in soccer in the us you know in australia it's um you know we have a governing body and then the state um um uh, bodies whereas in in the u.s is the, there's the national body and then there's about six brands and then all the states and regions and clubs and yeah. it, it's it's really big we, we actually had no idea how big soccer was in the u.s until we kind of did a deep dive into it yeah. um and so that's that's been really great and we're now expanding out um probably can't talk about the next customers they haven't, they haven't been announced yet but um there's um feel free to announce them today paul <laughs> yeah yeah but there's a few our next customer's got uh, i think a bit over a million people in their um environment sure. and um yeah they're just honestly it's just such a big market but yeah you really got to spend time there you got to take your time um uh, we you spend a lot of time listening you spend a lot of time learning over there and um you know you got to have good partners so we, we've just employed our first um uh, person in the US, I think um, two and a half weeks ago, and um, um, which again, you know, our partners, we, we kind of you credential check people, and um, we both did that 
on each other and um and, and, our, and our partners and customers were all kind of saying the same thing saying look this is a really this is a really great fit so um yeah so uh so josh is our our, our new guy on the ground over there he's working with that uh, with uh cam and um yeah they're um they're, they're just doing an amazing job and um you know again sol- solving the problem at scale trying to make it easy for those club administrators trying to um inspire you know the next generation of youth um so yeah that's no, really absolutely brilliant we're, we're really loving it oh yeah good on you well, shout out to jo- what's josh's last name we'll give him a shout uh, out. josh opiola yeah, yeah. Oh, so he's, shout up in, out to- he's up in minnesota it's very cold up there we keep joking because yeah. it's uh it's something like negative 16 celsius up there and <laughs> You know, we're, we're sitting here in 35 degrees Celsius. So, um, yeah, it's a little cool up there for him. But, uh, well, it, shout out to Josh. And, yeah, Cam O'Reardon, who's, uh, yeah, a great, uh, been a great person in sports tech for a long time in this country. It's great to see Cam with you guys at E-Train you and doing so well. Yeah, it has been Cam's, actually. Cam and I were the kind of we first connected back on the original uh, contract with uh, the NRL. It was actually called the ARLD back then. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we've just shared the same vision around kind of ecosystem and very passionate about grassroots. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was neat, um, uh, for Cam to join the team. You know, I think we probably would have loved to have joined earlier, but you know, you, you never poach your staff from your partners. And so, um, <laughs> that was kind of like a no, no. So that's a, that's an unwritten rule for us. Right. And, um, but no, he's, uh, he's great. He's very passionate about the sector as you, as you're well aware. Yeah, well, he's beating the drum beautifully for you at the Sports Tech World Series in Brisbane, Brisbane Convention Centre. You got E-Train, you had a wonderful stand there, uh, a marquee, really sort of, you know, giving a great expose as to what you do, and Cam and the team, um, yeah, they represented the brand beautifully, I must say. Um, what, what's next, Paul? You know, you're really on fire. You know, you're, I mean, and these are the great stories, you know. It's a bit like Marcus from Fusion Sport, you know, as a Queenslander, what he's been able to achieve, um, what you and E-Train, you are achieving as we speak. You know, Queensland business out there on the world stage, world leader. Um, what are the next big goals? As you said, you, you know, 2032 is a natural sort of light on the hill. What do you want to get done between now and then, both in Australia and abroad? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we're kind of challenging our, our, our leadership team at a strategy day last week around this as well. Um, you know, we've got very lofty ambitions. We, we're, you know, for us, this is this isn't a um, this isn't a two-year journey. You know, and so we've actually got a plan um, that we're working with a, a, a new partner in the US around um, the LA twenty-eight games, and then um, you know, ideally, we'd be working around the same sort of, sort of thing in Australia for Brisbane thirty-two. So, it created for us an opportunity to have like a ten-year plan, really focused on, um, you know our impact that we could have in a global community around um, youth sports and how that, you know, that uh, worked with the, the Olympic movement, um, but more broadly into like the parks and recs and the community around, you know, everyone in, that, that, that joins the Olympics is, you know, it's much broader than just the sport and just the elite sport. So, um, you know, for us, we'd love to kind of see in 10 years a legacy of, you know, a, certainly a safer sporting environment, a more inclusive sporting environment. Um, we're already joining the um, the, the narrative and, and the, the communities between our disability sector and um, a really great customer, Surf Life Saving Australia, uh, nationally as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think in ten years, if we've um, you know if we've really moved the needle on 
both the community and in the disability sectors and and aged care sectors um and the the grassroots sporting sectors and created more safe environments more inclusive environments and i think i think we've probably done a good job um where you know kind of less focused on which regions we kind of do that in because because it's you know possible to do that in all regions but um yeah i think i think 10 years you know, if you think about a child who's you know eight today mm-hmm. uh could be at the olympics in in 10 years time and that's that's super exciting so it's right. more exciting if you know that his or her um uh, home environment uh, improves for the better as well there's like a lot of um, underprivileged children you know out the communities and, and we've certainly seen a lot of it in the us as well um so yeah if we if we can change you know um, some kids lives and their families lives and that's really where we're also seeing the impact is inspire someone through you know maybe soccer and them to take that home and start a conversation with their family then you know that you know you get it sort of that multiplier effect and um um you know i think you know i think we've always seen coaches have been a a key to all of this um and um you know we'll do that consistently with our education as well our coaching is so important but more importantly like the, the the parents we're really wanting to join the parents in like crowd behavior and abuse is a big problem globally at the at the moment you know i think i think that can be changed through education um i think it i think it'll be improved i don't think it don't know if it'd be ever solved i'd love it to be but um you know it's a game the kids are out there to have a game they're out there to have fun so let's yeah. let's kind of start there and then and and use that as the basis to where we want to get to brilliant paul as we say, knowledge is power, and you're helping to create more of it across the globe with what you do at E-Train U. Just magnificent. Um, Paul Hoot, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, no problems at all. Anytime. Appreciate your time. You've been listening to Sports Cutting Edge for the Australian Sports Technologies Network. For more, jump online at astn.com.au.